in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing the new musical film, In the Heights. This was written by Cuera Alegria Hudes and directed by John M. Chu. So, this, Taylor, is an adaptation of the original Broadway show, In the Heights, which was Written uh, the lyrics and music by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Of course, a uh, big powerhouse name. Think of uh, that was his kind of first big project and how much he's done now, especially not as just an actor, but he's written music for so many things. And of course, his his other big show that uh, a lot of people love, Hamilton. Yeah. But it was kind of neat that this, you know, I saw In the Heights on Broadway uh, back in 2010. I think it opened in 2008 or 2009. So like... This has been like well over a decade um, since the Broadway show, you know, first came to be. And, you know, we've seen a lot of movie musicals that have started to pop up for this year. But this was kind of, I think, a neat time to put this type of story that has a lot to do with, uh, you know, it's it's set in Washington Heights and in Manhattan. And it's a lot to do with like the daily life of maybe people that. Uh, the general population doesn't really know about, you know, the kind of Latina population in their Latinos and how they kind of go about their day living, maybe not the life that is the, the most filled with money, but it's still a very rich life full of culture and, and full dreams. of joy and dreams as we all have. So for this being, I believe your first crack at this musical, I don't think you've seen it uh, no. to my understanding. To be, to be completely honest, I never knew this even existed. I had no awareness of this until the trailer for this launched uh, when I went in theaters, you know, 2020, um, or probably was 2019 when it, the trailer released. And I was really excited, like, ooh, this is, this is interesting. And when, you, when we saw, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda, you're like, oh, okay, this is going to be great. And um, so, yeah, that was, that was the only experience I had for this. So my first experience was seeing this movie version. So I had no prior knowledge and nothing but I, I saw the name and I like and I saw some familiar faces uh, in the cast I was like oh this is really exciting so yeah I was completely fresh uh, to this so um, that was really the excitement for me yeah that's pretty cool I think that's a good thing about having a movie musical as we kind of talked about if you go back to our uh, first season you look Reference. at our stage to screen <laughs> episode four we talked about how you know a lot of people don't there's not there's a huge population of people that never get the opportunity to go to New York and see a Broadway show or get to see the national tour version of that show at, you know, a big theater near a, a city by them. And so sometimes seeing the movie version is their way to see this material. And so of course it's going to, you know, be available to a wider audience. It's a lot easier to go pay 20 bucks to see a movie than maybe to go pay, you know, a hundred dollars to go see the Broadway show. So I guess I'm going to start off. This is a non-spoiler review. I mean, there is a plot to In the Heights, but I would say it's not really one that is a uh, is hugely uh, spoiler-ish. It's more really about these characters and their stories and their dreams. It's not so much like a thorough plot that has a lot of uh, details and stuff to it. So there's not really much to spoil apart from the adaptation and how they did a lot of these big musical numbers, the choreography and the setting. And the cool thing was 
all of this was filmed in New York in Washington Heights itself. They really did stick to the area. But as a first go, what were your thoughts on this this musical, both as a movie, but also as a musical? You know, how did you like the songs? How did you like, you know, this was a huge uh, pioneer in kind of bringing rap to musical theater, obviously something that Lynn does very well. And there's a lot of that in these songs, which then, of course, would have continued into Hamilton. That's kind of been a trend we're seeing now more of of shows doing that. This was definitely the one that started it all. So what were your thoughts on In the Heights? Well, first of all, again, referencing back to I had the pleasure of not seeing it uh, in its glory on stage. But, you know, we had talked about this, that I had the pleasure of seeing when Disney Plus released uh, Hamilton. Um, the original Broadway adaptation, uh, the recording of it. So that was really cool to see that. And so I got a taste of what Lin-Manuel Miranda's music and how his style is going to be all about. So I had an idea, okay, this is going to be very similar. But I was completely blown away, like, you know, watching this film. Plus, I I had the fortune to see this in IMAX. So if you are listening to this and you got a chance to see an IMAX, great, go see it again. It's meant to be seen in a big theater, and I think that's what yes. blew it away. The music was incredible. I was really astounded by, you know, the music is very fast-paced and it is like the rapping, but you're able to follow it very well. And I really like the blend of not only the rap, but also, as you said, the Latino, Latina, Hispanic uh, culture. That was such a great blend because there was a good blend between um, uh, Spanish and English uh, throughout that, where you didn't really, in a lot of the terms and stuff, uh, are you know, constantly um, repeated throughout the film. So it's not like you need to translate it for a lot of it, like no me diga. And, and so all that, so that was, that was really great. So yeah, I would love the music. I mean, the first, just the first 15 minutes, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. Like you, you felt like, especially for anyone and you and I know this, cause we've now I, I'm so grateful that I got to go to New York with you several times to see live theater together. Cause we never got to do that until like, you know, years later so I think that was so incredible. They captured the feel of live theater when that first 15 minutes, when it just hits you, I think. And it's really hard to do as we talked about this. Go again and listen to the episode. Uh, but it's very hard to capture that feel. And I thought they did a very good job. I was also really blown away by the color scheme and just the the sound and the editing and how they were able to, to time everything. And... Another big thing that really I love was the choreography. I was just like, wow, especially uh, one of the scenes where the poolside and to do all these scenes and pools and stuff with water. That's that's incredible. That's how do you how do you do that? But the and I used to walk right by that pool all the time when I lived in New York. And I was like, oh, that's a pool. I so, used to so walk for by. This, this is pretty cool for you to be. Yeah, you know, I, you, I, live, I live near, for quite a while. I live near Washington Heights for a long time um, for about a year and a half. So um, there was, you know areas that I saw in this film and I was like, Oh yeah, they definitely, that's, that's it. They didn't, you know, it's not like they did a, a green screen or like some stage in LA made it look well, it's like York. the stairs, no. the stairs we were there. Yeah, that's right. The Joker stairs. Yeah. But um, no, I think something that first and foremost, Lin-Manuel Miranda himself is a huge fan and lover of musical theater. That's how he grew up. Um, his parents would play him musical records. And so like, you can tell that, there is like an homage to so much of his music that is based on the musical theater styles of like, oh, this is the romantic song. This is the I want song. This is the dream song. This is the dance song. This is the introducing all the characters song. He has those tropes, but then it was the unique spin of including rap and including um, certain styles that 
you know, relate to these characters, especially the dance numbers, a little more Samba kind of style. And it plays into like, you're actually watching like a, a great fun, you know, bunch of characters as they interact in this area and what kind of happens over the course of a few weeks. But then there's all these colors to it and like it, it builds. And so it's like, it's still a, a musical theater experience, but it's heightened with the culture and the, the new twists and turns that is kind of more of the modern style we're seeing with a lot of musicals that have been kind of embracing that and seeing that people can, can find a, a, a new appreciation for different styles to be put into musical theater while still keeping some of those original tropes. And that's all Lynn right there, really. And I, and I, and I think what's, what makes this, a step up from the stage production is the fact that like you, you hit on the nail on the head that it really does capture the feel of Washington Heights. And I think that's, what's great because you can, you, you don't, you don't have just, you know, wooden sets, someone painted. And this is like, okay, we're on location. So you, it's a living, breathing character. Just the setting itself is another character part of the movie. And of course they went, as we talked about in that episode, when you have a big dance number in a movie, you can have, you know, 200 people dancing exactly. to really, to really uh, make it pop. Whereas, you know, when you're seeing a Broadway show, you're going to be limited to the same 25 people in the cast, you know? So it really does make for some of the big numbers uh, to really like, go, wow, it just, you, it's, it's a full, just like entertainment explosion, seeing all these dancers and seeing how it goes. And, you know, we got to give some really good credit here to the cast itself. I mean, they did a, a good job of, Casting, you know, when it comes to uh, musical movies, you know, sometimes it's that fine line of casting actors that will sell tickets, but also you do want them to actually know how to sing, um, you know, especially for a show like this, which does include, um, apart from the rap, there is a lot of hard singing songs, especially for the girls. The girls have like a lot of high belty it's songs. It's intense yeah, numbers for them. And they did a great job with casting. I mean, starting off with Anthony Ramos, who actually did start, you know, one of his big career hits was he was in the original cast of Hamilton as Hamilton's son. And, you know, he's worked his way into to films now. He's been a couple small parts here and there. And some action roles as well. Yeah. Star is born and stuff, but this is a great uh, turn for him. I know he played Usnavi, I believe, for the Hollywood Bowl. And I think he might have done uh, In the Heights at the Kennedy Center. But, um, you know, amazing. You know, thinking that Lin-Manuel Miranda originated the role on Broadway, but obviously he knows he's too old for it. Yeah. So he's taking on the Pirago guy. I know, which is uh, great. He just takes kind a of great, a backseat character. Great little uh, cameo, you know, yeah. for him to play. Um, but we have, um, I'm sorry if I'm going to butcher some of these names, but we have Melissa Barrera as Vanessa. Uh, we have Leslie Grace as Nina. And those are the two, you know, they have a lot of these high singing songs. They're two female leads and they're really, really strong. Corey Hawkins, we've seen in a few films. It was kind of nice to see. I didn't know he could sing. You no, know, I mean, my first time seeing him was uh, he it was in 24 when they had a kind of a spinoff. Okay. Where he's like this action star. I was like, oh, this is cool. So yeah, um, <laughs> he was he was awesome as Benny uh, Olga Meredith, who actually I saw on Broadway play Abuela. Um, she actually originated that role in the musical and was nominated for a Tony. So it was incredible that they got her to do the movie. She was so fit for it. And, her number is a standout. Uh, Jimmy Smith, as Kevin was interesting, this is um, Nina's dad, who, you know, I, I think it's so funny for us. Every time I see him, I, of course, always go to Star Wars or Dexter. Yeah. Um, you know, I think of these other. Miguel Prado? <laughs> yeah. But here we are, you know, he, he and I love that this film 
a lot of what they did with updating some of the material from the original Broadway script was updating it for things that have been happening in the last like couple yeah, years. There was a couple, yeah, a couple changes, um, especially, especially for the political stuff that's political been happening and, and with, the, mean, with the DACA you know, and all that. Yeah. So I think that was, that was a nice, you know, and that's a tough thing when you do musicals is you have to, some of them are very dated in, in terms of what's happening. I mean, certain ones you, it's historical significance. You have to kind of keep at that time. This one, brought a new audience and made it more relevant than it uh, to and made it a little more appropriate i think for what was going on yeah which was i think this is one of those movies where it's like this is the right time to release it of course it was planning to come out last year then the pandemic hit but it, it to celebrate not only this material but to update a little bit to again have representation on the screen of bipoc and Latino, you know, celebration and culture and tell their stories. I will say the only flaw for me really of this film was it did feel a little long because there was uh, added a lot of dialogue scenes. And I feel like the musical kind of clips along a little quicker. It's also the problem with a musical movie is, you know, when you go see a Broadway show or any theater show, you get that intermission, you get that 15 minute break. (laughs) And it's not that like this movie was that long that it desperately needed it, but it kind of felt like there could have been you know, there's a key scene in this film where there's a, a big blackout in New York. And that's kind of how act one ends on Broadway. And I feel like it could have been nice to be like 15 minute break, you know, and then I wouldn't complain. Go, go to the bathroom. Yeah, or something go like to the that, bathroom you know? and get an extra pop. If, if you're watching on HBO Max, you can pause it and fast forward. It's fine, you know. <laughs> but I will say that for me, as someone that really knows these songs very well, because I'm a fan of the musical, the theater that I saw it in, it felt like the music overshadowed the actual singing and lyrics it was like i missed a lot of the lyrics overall and it could have just been the sound system i saw it in um but you know that's always a, a gamble when you go to any movie but overall i think it was a very strong adaptation um it popped they definitely took it and like or let's run with it you know john m chu who directed a lot of great stuff was like i don't want to do just a basic you know adaptation he wanted to take it and really go big with it. And, you know, it's like, we're, we're probably not going to see another in the Heights film. You know, I don't think we'll get a, like a West side story remake. Like we're getting this year. We're still, we're not going to get another one of these in 50 no, years. No, no. I think this is the one and done. So overall, I think it was a strong adaptation and I'm glad that more people get to see this type of show, because as much as I know, Hamilton is beloved. Uh, I fell in love with in the Heights first being that uh, it was one of the first probably shows actually true. Truthfully, it was the first original Broadway show I, I'd ever seen on Broadway. Oh. I'd, I'd seen a revival of Promises, Promises. And I think my second show I saw was in the Heights that same week, my first time in New York. So, um, you know, holds a little place in my heart uh, of this kind of material. So overall, pretty good experience, you know, in the Heights. And I'm glad that more people get in to see it. Yeah, I would agree. And um, likewise, like I said, for me, I was really blown away. I agree with you that um, there's it kind of dragged a, a bit and I got annoyed with some of the character development. But I mean, again, I, I wasn't called in to write the dialogue. 
and relationships. That's okay. Um, I got I got to know some of the characters. Um, I love Usnavi, but he got he, the, the whole the whole club scene. Like their whole little fight was stupid. Um, and Abuelita, you know, come on. Um, but I will <laughs> say a little fun Easter egg fact. Um, I don't know if you know this uh, for those uh, Hamilton fans uh, during the scene where. Uh, Kevin Rosario's on the phone with Stanford. The hold music is "You'll Be Back." It, it's the the which I think that was kind of fun. So uh, there's definitely and Chris uh, Jackson too. There's there's a character. You know the whole Paraguay situation is that uh, he's he's battling Mr. Softy in the, yeah. the time. Mr. Softy truck. He's got the more uh, equipped to handle bigger business, and they have Christopher Jackson playing him, who was the original Benny on Broadway. He was the original. Uh, George Washington and Hamilton. And for those Moana fans out there of which Lynn did the music for that, um, he supplied the singing voice for the chief in the opening number, um, which is pretty cool. So that was kind of fun that they, it was like they used them in a way to be like, here's a good Easter egg for those people who know it, but they didn't overplay it. And I like that Lynn did take a step back to not be like, I'm going to play this part. You know, he was like, let the new talent. Take oh, exactly. Over. Exactly. Well, we'll say before and before we go to this review, one thing for those fans of the original um, stage adaptation and then this or both, this is a really cool fact that I read about uh, with reading about what John M. Chu had done with the filming, the scene, the, one of the, one of the final scenes with Vanessa and Usnavi, there is a scene where she, you know, she, they reunite and they're talking and this whole scene, they had the song, it's kind of duet. And that was all saying, saying that live, um, recording it. So it wasn't like tracks were put in. They're like, we're going to keep trying to do this and get that. And you could feel that energy watching that. So I, I again, shout out to amazing cast. I love the chemistry. Really, honestly, great casting. I think not only does it represent culture that's not representative in films, I think Jen M. Chu knows that very well, Lin-Manuel Miranda. But I think also it is a very timeless story that we all can appreciate the idea of we all have our dreams. We all have what we're trying to run to, run away from, what we want. And I think it just, it was great. And this film came out at a good time um, as we are slowly still getting on this pandemic. And, you know, 2021 has a lot of great promise. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad we I'm glad we checked out this film for sure. So I hope you uh, all check this out. Of course, this is in theaters now, and it's still till July 11th. You can watch it on HBO Max. And that was In the Heights, and that was this week's, or one of our, this week's, Potential Pick. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast, or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, the potential podcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.